Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Joining us now is lawyer and critical race theorist, Dr. Tim Golden. He's a visiting professor of philosophy at Whitman College for 20 years. He was a criminal defense attorney in Philadelphia and in the federal courts. Tim, good morning. Good morning, Solomon. Thanks so much for having me with you this morning. Great to be here. Great to have you, man. So uh, this weekend we had the NBA All-Star Game. Did you watch it? I did not watch it, Solomon. I missed it. Uh, I was traveling uh, across the country, so I didn't get to to see it. Uh, But... Uh, yeah, I'm sorry that I, I wasn't able to take it in. Yeah, well, you don't be sorry because you, you didn't miss nothing. They didn't play no defense. They don't play defense now. They never play defense <laughs> in the All-Star game. It's, it's terrible. And, I, you know, I don't know what it was like yesterday, but it used to be real simple. It used to be East versus West. Mm-hmm. And I think the last I remember, they were letting – Superstar players pick their own teams. Mm-hmm. I I don't like that. Yeah. It, it was East versus West, and it used to be good. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure what's happening now. Yeah, yeah, foolishness, man. Just like uh, Donald Trump came here over the weekend, man, and um, introduced some some sneakers. He got some $399 uh, sneakers now that that he is hawking, and um, I just can't imagine. Can you imagine like? Um, you know, Ronald Reagan or Jimmy Carter or Gerald Ford or uh, George H.W. Uh, Bush hawking sneakers. Can you imagine that? I, I can't. <laughs> I mean, here's, here's what's so pathetic about what you just described. Mm-hmm. It's so obvious that he's selling $399 sneakers because he's got to pay a $365 million judgment. Mm-hmm. And he... He, Donald Trump, there's nothing about Philadelphia, a democratic city, that is appealing to Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. What he's hoping he could do is come here and based on a racial stereotype, oh, black people will buy anything. They'll mm-hmm. buy sneakers. He's coming here and based on that logic, trying to sell these sneakers to raise money to help get him out of his legal troubles. It's really pathetic to yeah. watch. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Let's talk about that judgment. He's been fined over $354 million in New York, um, and he's been barred from doing business there for three years after it was determined that he lied about the value of his businesses for years, thus defrauding banks and insurance companies. Tim, what does this ruling mean? What it means is that in order for him to appeal the ruling, he's going to have to pay a bond in the amount of the judgment. And what that means is that he's either going to have to pay the judgment. He's going to have to pay the judgment now, either because he wants to appeal it or because he can't afford to uh, post the bond and he has to pay it now. And it means that he's going to have to sell off significant amounts of assets, probably real estate, just to keep his appellate rights alive, uh, because that's what you have to do in civil cases. There's nothing unusual or uncommon about that. And it means that we're going to see 
just how much money he has. This is going to be a big strain financially on him. And we'll see if he is able to withstand it. I, I think that this kind of thing and him selling sneakers now and, and all of this mm. is just an indication of how much financial strain he's under. And I think this judgment it could mean, I don't know if it will, but it, it, it has the potential to be uh, campaign ending. Because it's going to hurt him with big donors. He'll always have the January 6th crowd mm-hmm. to donate to him. But I'm not, I'm not sure if that's enough to help him weather this storm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's it's a lot. And remember, you've still got the $83 million uh, judgment against him for defaming E. Jean Carroll after the judgment against him for sexually assaulting her. Um, so they held him liable for that, not criminally responsible, but liable for that in civil court. And so he's getting judgment after judgment after judgment in, in civil court and still has these 91 charges he's facing um, criminally, both on the state and federal level. It's a lot, Tim. It, it is a lot. It is a lot. You're talking about close to half a billion dollars in money judgments, in civil judgments. And then, of course, he he has to face the criminal side, which is, in, it's just becoming increasingly difficult. And, and I don't know if the, if the strain of all of this is going to be, if managing the strain of all of this financially is going to be sustainable for him going forward, because you need, big donors and big money to run a presidential campaign. And I'm not so sure he has those right now. Mm-hmm. He has the, he has the hardcore MAGA folks, but again, I'm not sure there's enough of them or that they have enough money to help sustain his campaign. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens, but the, these money judgments are, are big and they are significant. He can't do business in New York for three years, so he's going to have to look elsewhere. This is this is a lot, and and we'll have to see if he's able to withstand it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the interesting thing is that it's not just the judgment itself, but then there's interest on top of it, and so they talking about upwards of four hundred fifty million dollars just from that one, and then of course you got the eighty three million dollars from E. Jean Carroll defaming her after being held liable for raping her, and so it's just I mean, you know, just having to say that out of my mouth that that you have someone who is the Republican front runner who's been li- held liable in civil court for raping somebody and then defaming her after that. And then lying about his businesses for years and has got like, you know, in, in your words, half a billion dollars in judgments against him for all of this stuff. And people are still supporting this dude. That's the part that gets me. Yeah. And I think the question we have to start asking ourselves now, Solomon, is who is still supporting him? Mm. He, you know, is he getting he's always but there's a segment of people. And I, I call them the January 6th crowd. Mm-hmm. There's a segment of people, some of those people still support him and still believe he's the president, even after having been tried and sentenced 
to federal prison for what they did on January 6th, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So those people who still support him, I, I don't think that's any surprise. They're they're sort of sort of gone. But the question is, where is his support coming from? Because if it's just coming from the January 6th crowd, I don't think that kind of support that may that kind of support may be enough to give you good poll numbers. Yeah. Depending on who's being polled. And so it looks like he's he's still out front. And you know, it, it looks like he's he's really politically strong. But as we move deeper into the spring and summer and certainly as we come to the fall. I think we're going to start and people start to laser focus on this and ask themselves, do we really want a president who is liable to the tune of nearly half a billion dollars in office and is going to be desperate for money? Mm. What kinds of fundraising would he do in the White House? How many more impeachable offenses? would he engage in mm-hmm. in the White House in a, in a second term if he were reelected? And I think there's too many, there will be too many people asking those hard questions yeah. to give him enough political support to the point where he would actually be able to, to win a general election. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is a lot. And, and if, I mean, I think President Trump might be on his ninth life, mm-hmm. right? If he's a cat and has nine lives, this one could be number nine. Mm. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, President uh, Biden, because a special prosecutor says an, a former FBI informant lied about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden taking millions from a company in Ukraine. That informant has been charged. Will that make the Hunter Biden story go away? What do you think? No, I don't think it'll make the Hunter Biden story go away, Solomon, because there's some people who are just determined to link Joe Biden with his son just in the interest of having a gotcha moment politically. Mm -hmm. So, no, it won't make the story go away. What it should do is, in some ways, restore our faith in the rule of law, right? Because Mm -hmm. you have this special counsel who is doing this investigation, and they have to follow the evidence where it leads. Yes, they're investigating Joe Biden, but that doesn't mean it's open season on I'm, I'm, they're investigating Hunter Biden. But that doesn't mean it's open season on Hunter Biden. You don't just come to the office of special counsel and make things up about Hunter Biden. Right. You can't do that mm-hmm. because, of course, that's a crime. So, no, I don't think the story will go away. But, yes, I do think that we ought to have some solace in that the Office of Special Counsel is working the way it's supposed to work, which is you investigate crimes with integrity. And that that means that when people lie, even though they're lying against the person who you're investigating, you do the right thing and you don't tolerate that. Mm -hmm. And I think... That's what we see happening here. But despite the integrity 
that the special counsel's office seems to be showing, I think you're always going to have people who want the scandal. And again, the, the January 6th crowd is always going to be looking for a way to discredit anything associated with Joe Biden. So, no, the story's not going to go away, but I do think we're seeing some integrity. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think um, when I think about the Hunter Biden story, I think about, you know, other stories that have been used in, in political campaigns to try to discredit people. I think about Hillary Clinton and her emails. Right. It, we just kept hearing about her emails over and over and over again. And, you know, you look back on it now and it was it was just silly. It was silly, but it was effective because it kept her name in the press in a negative way. And I think they are trying to use Hunter Biden in the same way against uh, against President Biden. Solomon, I, I love what you said just a moment ago, because it's it's so profound that we pause there. You said the, the, the stuff about Hillary Clinton's emails was silly, but effective. Mm-hmm. Now, it just. Think about that. What does that say about us mm. as an electorate? Mm. If silly tactic can be effective. Yeah. If if we can do silly things and score political points and sway election mm. and literally change the course of a country, because we do realize if Hillary Clinton had been elected president, the Supreme Court would look entirely different yep. than yep. it does now. Mm. And to allow silly strategy and silly accusations to affect, literally, to change the course of history, mm. I think it says something about how how badly we treat our presidential election. Yeah. To allow someone like Donald Trump to stand up and talk about emails, 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 and then take office and engage in conduct that gets him impeached twice. Yeah. Mm. Which is, I mean, I, I remember saying during the Trump presidency, nobody really believed that Hillary Clinton would have been that bad. Yeah. I, I mean, I honestly don't think anybody believed that Hillary Clinton would have been a bad president. Mm-hmm. We just, it says something to me about where we are as a, as a politically, in terms of our political mindset and mm-hmm. our consciousness to allow silly things to literally change the course of history. Because here's the, here's the reality, Solomon. President Trump put three justices on the Supreme Court in four years. And they are all of those justices. Those justices that he put on the court are our age, Solomon. Mm -hmm. They're in our age range. They're going to be on the Supreme Court. Donald Trump is, what, 78 years old? Mm -hmm. 77 years? Donald Trump is going to be dead and buried, and all three of them will still be on the Supreme Court. Very George true. Bush the second George Bush uh one he he's been dead god rest his soul for almost 6 years mm-hmm. Clarence Thomas is still on the Supreme Court That's right You know so so we have to I mean I love what you said 
silly but effective. Mm-hmm. When is silly going to be ineffective? Because that's the day I'm living for. I know. The, the day I'm living for is mm. when silly is so ineffective that nobody pays attention to it. And I just hope that we get there sooner than later, because if we don't, we're in for a world of trouble. We sure are. That is lawyer and critical race theorist, Dr. Tim Golden. He is a visiting professor of philosophy at Whitman College for 20 years. He was a criminal defense attorney in Philadelphia and in the federal courts. Tim, as always, thanks so much. Thanks so much, Solomon. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 